0: Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him.
1: weak need means you won't get on your knees and clean up. What you know, if you don't, it's going to get bad. I'm the strong stomach in my house. Doesn't mean that I don't want to. It just means I told myself, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stop it. Had to rebuke that spirit of, come off me. That's how you do it. Sometimes you gotta walk that out by faith, too. That's why I keep anointing oil in my house. I go and I get it and I apply it right here to my my mustache. So what I'm breathing is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. While I'm scraping and cleaning and Fergie is not my dog. She belongs to Pastor Cindy. But when Fergie has just decided to vomit at the house, her beloved owner pastor cindy cannot clean that up i know to come running it can be a little place i just threw my wife under the bus and i don't care because she knows that i have a ministry and she likes it so paul is trying to communicate to us gentlemen that we're called to serve and to lead now, maybe at your house the lady is the one with the strong stomach, but if that's the case, you find where your other strong anointings are, men of God, and serve and care and lift her and hold her up. If she has to clean up your puke, you better make sure she gets a, a pedicure and a manicure and whatever else she wants the very next day. Can I get a witness? So listen, the subject here is it's a one way husbands are called to lead. This is not a stumbling block for us. There's an authority. It's God's authority. God is the Godhead. Can you say amen? Amen. There is an authority in the Godhead, an authority in the spirit realm, an authority among nations. There's an authority in churches, an authority in homes. There's an authority in the marriage. Truth is you have no authority unless you submit to authority. Let the men say amen to that. Don't, don't don't take the charge of authority unless you're submitted to authority sister said words you speak are going to sow into the child's heart if you come home yeah it's a submission to the boss until you get out from underneath his earshot and then you run your mouth all night long about how that boss is just so mean to you because he asked you to do your job don't don't expect your child to clean their room I'm preaching better than I'm hearing, amen. Don't expect your child to clean their room or pick up their toys if all you do is gripe about your boss asking you to do your job. Yeah, I know this ain't one of them uh, powder puff preaching messages today. You can get your shout another day. Today, we all man up. Somebody let a man say, time to man up. It's the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart. I think our society does more harm than good to our children because we don't teach them the importance of right submitting to authority. And the snowflakes are melting all over our nation. They don't want to submit to authority. They are exercising their freedom of speech and suppressing another's. Did you hear me? Let me just, just a little shout out. This one's free. I don't want to read something in my local newspaper from some professor in Berkeley telling me how things ought to be when he can't defend the rights of someone else to have a freedom of speech uh, just because it doesn't agree with some other snowflakes uh, belief system. You don't know what I'm talking about? I was reading the paper yesterday and I got tired, I'm tired of the globe having an opinion page from somebody that doesn't represent the cultural norms of this community. I'm going to have a talk with them. You think it'll do anything? I don't care if it does anything, they just need to know. I could burn my last paper and not take another one if I need to, to tell them there are other people with some opinions that are far more like ours. That, or give my paper to someone that's going to use it on the bottom of the cat litter box, because that opinion was a bunch of poo for the for the sensitive ones among us. Remember, we live in a question authority social culture at the moment. Just everywhere you turn, our, our culture tells us not to believe or trust the establishment of authority. How's that working for us these days? It's not working very well at all. Are you hearing me? You can't even say that the deep state is a frig, a, a fragment of an imagination. There are people who believe that they should overthrow the current administration. That, my friends, is the result of decades of people not believing that there is authority. It only works for you while it's working for you. But the moment someone decides to steal what's not theirs, all of a sudden you're wanting the authority to come and write a ticket and take some information. Come on, somebody. Don't scream at me that you want the police to do a better job. I I, I pray for them that they'll do an excellent job. But don't pray that, don't scream that they're not doing a good enough job. And there are humans who don't do right and they should be taken out of that position. Don't let people who are in charge or in authority misuse that authority. I don't want that. And there are, there are things in place to stop it and we should speak out against it when there is something wrong done with it. But at the same time, The same people who scream against the authority are the very ones that want somebody to hear their case before a judge that they might receive remuneration for what they think has been taken from them. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Is there a man in the house today? A man's got to do what a man's got to do. Uh, They came from the cartoon, a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. But I just thought, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And what's he got to do? He's got to decide who's going to be the authority in his life. Is it going to be Christ? Who will hold him to an account? Or is it going to be his self and his flesh? we already seen how that works. Some descriptive statements that might help us define biblical masculinity within the marriage relationship today. In essence, a man must serve and sacrifice for the good of his wife. A man is called to lead his wife by serving her, not demanding to be served. My mother-in-law called her mother of love, love to serve her husband. She didn't do so because he barked. She didn't do so because he demanded it. They had this relationship that was beautiful to see. Her favorite thing to do was cook him his favorite foods. She worked a full-time job at Simplicity Patterns, cutting patterns, and come home and prepare a meal for her family. She served in her church as the pastor's wife and labored in ministry. When they became leaders in the district and ultimately become the bishops of the state of Michigan, She was right there washing dishes at the camp or mowing lawns. Whatever whatever was needed, she was right there serving. Why? Because her king was not a tyrant, but a servant. He was an amazing breadwinner, worked hard, labored hard. Hot chicken, I just think about how, how much he loved his family. I look at my own father and my own mother A lot of families just come apart when they go through such crisis, when our little brother was hit by a car and left mentally and physically handicapped for the rest of his life. Pressures were tight. Mom and dad had a call to ministry, and even though Johnny would be in a hospital 24-7 trying to find a way to recover from his injuries that were severe, ladies and gentlemen, mom and dad just had a passion for Jesus and a passion for the children serving in Indian missions. I'm a missionary kid and a preacher's kid. The Chippewa Reservation in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. My father would work hard to do ministry. He worked full-time jobs so that he could serve Jesus and serve his family. I watched him crawl underneath a, a trailer in the middle of winter when the pipes had broken, and froze and he laid and his family's excrement trying to fix the pipes so that we could use the restroom and the the plumbing would work appropriately. I watched my father clean his son when he was a young pre-adolescent and then adolescent when he would have accidents and I saw him he never complained a moment or a day. I have beautiful examples of men who chose to serve their brides and love them and care for them. Wayne can tell you that there was a day where some young people at camp were having a fun moment and decided to pile, it was a whole bunch of men piling picnic tables up in the entrance of the women's bathroom. And my mother, being up at the cabin, needed to use the restroom and come down and saw that she couldn't get in. Now, if, I'd, if she'd have had a little bit more of me in her, she'd have gone around to the men's restroom and sat down on a commode. And if anyone came in said, when you're ready to take those picnic tables out of the doorway, I'd be glad to use the other side. That's what I would have done. But my mother, being the lady she was, just went back and told my dad. And my dad went down and he lifted by himself picnic table after picnic table. And Dwayne can tell you that was a, not an easy feat. Whatever mom needed, he wanted to serve and do, and he worked hard to do it. I watched my dad serve his family and care for them. I can say to you, I have these beautiful pictures, beautiful examples on both sides of how men have served. I believe the essence of a man is one who serves his wife. Number two, I believe that a man points his wife to Christ. I believe that's part of our role as men. Number three, I think that a man will make the most of his wife's strengths. He highlights them, he he talks about them, he strengthens them, he adds to them. A godly leader doesn't try to demonstrate his own superiority. Instead, he brings out the strengths of his wife. A man should treat his wife like a fellow heir, not a maid or a child. Have you ever seen that? Isn't that ugly? When men treat their wives like second-class citizens. I said, isn't that ugly? Number four, they take responsibility to, to initiate a healthy spiritual environment in the home. He's responsible for his wife's spiritual warfare welfare. He pursues to make sure that she's okay. And when there seems to be any kind of a, a, a brokenness or hurting, he looks for a way to minister to his wife's spirituality. He's called to be the priest of his home in that. Number five, he, he meets the heart needs of his wife. Women are wired differently than men. Hello? I said, men are wired differently than women. Women are different. And all the men were afraid to say amen. They thought that was a negative. It's not a negative. I wasn't looking for brawny when I went looking for a wife. Are you hearing me? I wanted someone with curves, voluptuous, and found her. She is my wonder woman. Come on, somebody. She's wired differently. Through the years, I've learned how differently she's wired. I found out she got more wires than I do. I found out that all her wires are connected to her eyebrows. And success in life is learned the language of the eyebrow. My sons have been prepared for life in marriage by living in the home with a woman who has a language with eyebrows. And don't misread the eyebrow, because curiosity doesn't mean I'm not happy. It just means I'm curious. You have something more you want to say and dig a hole deeper? We're still in curiosity zone. We're on the verge of you're about to hear something from your mother, but it's still curiosity. you got to know the difference. Women are laughing and men are just thinking, I'm not even shaking my head yes. (laughs) We need to understand our wives. We need to take time to know them. You know, when you've been married a couple of decades and she's still saying, and you haven't learned yet, I don't like that. Son, I want to tell you that you are about to be treated like a Greek God and get burnt offerings for a week. Although I have never been treated like a Greek God, I just want to go on record as saying, well, you have browned those rolls on occasion, but I think that's just something because the Wilson in you, Mom Wilson would brown the rolls really brown. We like brown rolls. They're not burnt. They're just good and done. Men, be sensitive. Be gentle to her. She's not to be treated like a rag muffin. Number six, find ways to express your masculinity. Mature men practice those manners that are associated with the role of a man, such as being the gentleman, opening the door, seating her, whatever it is she likes. Sometimes a lady just wants to be treated like a lady. Number seven, don't take yourself too seriously, guys. And when you do, she'll be sure to tell you you're taking yourself too seriously. Lighten up. Oh, we're just men. Be willing to humble yourself. Laugh at yourself sometimes. I find myself laughing at myself a lot more. Ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to help you out with something. There will be a part three to the King Pillar. I'm not going to get through it all. So just take a breath. You're not going to, I won't keep you here everlastingly preaching the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ. All right. But learn not to take yourself too seriously, especially if your son Zachariah knows what you would say before you get a chance to say it so in the course of my life now i don't even have to finish my statements or sometimes even initiate them he just says what? he just says them I, I i can't even give you examples of them there's so many I, he just knows me so well i'm thinking oh my lord is that me then i can't take myself serious i have to laugh at myself i laugh at myself usually five minutes later never let your child see you laugh when they mock you oh no i'm sorry it's not mocking he says it's imitation Hence, don't take yourself so seriously. (laughs) And the fact is, David stands there going with his psychology degree that he's working on. Well, dad, that is you. (laughs) You do sound like that. (laughs) Hmm. These boys have been such a blessing in my life. And right now, having adult sons in my life, with children again in my life, ladies and gentlemen... It never ends. It is the song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Okay, I'm done with that song. If you don't know that song, then I don't know what to tell you. Google it. Recognize that men will make mistakes, gentlemen. So be humble. Make your words sweet because you will eat them. (laughs) They might even be served to you on a platter. Oh, it's that strong, stable, gentle spirit that creates an atmosphere for laughter and joy. Went in the room the other night to have prayers with the boys. Lots of times Pastor Cindy is sealing up the day. She knows what's going on with the kids at school. So she'll go in and have prayer with them and just set those things in order and Bring to peace some stuff. So the other night, uh, she was busy with stuff in the kitchen and she just said, You know, would you just go and have the prayers with them and let me finish this? I said, Certainly. So I went in to have prayers. Joseph. All right, Joseph, it's your turn. You pray first tonight. Okay. God, thank you for my home, for my parents. for Jojo and Ellie. Thank you for Xbox. And thank you for food and dinner tonight. Hey, man.
0: That's lovely. All
1: right. Jakey, it's your turn. Okay, Dad. God... Thank you for salvation. Thank you that your blood washed me white as snow. Thank you that I am saved. Thank you for my home, my mom and my dad. And he said, thank you for a few other things that I can't quite remember because I choke on my own snot. (laughs) Amen. Now it's my turn to pray. I don't remember what I started to say. I'm trying to pray and all I can think of is You don't know a story. Maybe a couple of you do because you've journeyed this with us, but oh my God. Oh my God. Who'd have thunk that he would have formed the words, as I just did, Cindy, the influence that you've had in his life? And even when he sleeps halfway through the class... or he's been ornery halfway through the class. More it's caught than taught sometimes. He acknowledged salvation and the blood of Jesus that washes him white as snow. Where does a seven-year-old who's on medications that men my size would be zombied? Men... God's called us to be kings. <clears throat> One of the best things the king can do is bear witness to the spiritual measure of where your child is in their prayer. Now Joseph prays some impressive prayers on occasion beyond what I could think. Sometimes he prays prayers that are just an adaptation of what he's heard from other people's faith. That just, I, I love it. Joseph will kiss me on occasion, but most of the time, mama gets all his affection. The other night, he wanted to go over to his cousin's house, and he looked at me and said, I'll give you a hundred (laughs) kisses. I'm not easily bribed, but I said, really? A hundred kisses? He goes, "Yep." I said, we'll start. You were there. You saw him. He jumped up on the couch and I go, that was not a hundred. That's 18. He commences against it. Hold it. I want to bank the rest of these for another time. He's all smiling. So, okay, he initiated that there's something going on in this king's heart that whether your children are 31 years old or 28 years old or 23 years old or eight years old or you're fostering and loving a seven-year-old, God has called us to be kings. Mark the moments. Use your words. We're building. I know frustrations can be so intense at times, but mark your words. They're building, like she said, a ladder to lift them out of where they've come from or where they've been. I just need you to understand something. that These two little ones that live in my home, if it weren't for the educators and the teachers who have loved them and cared for them, when they have to go to the lockdown room because they have escalated, and they need an opportunity to de-escalate. Teachers, I just want to say to you that this king would love to give you millions of dollars right now. So you can go on vacation, you can buy whatever you want for your bride, it's Father's Day. I just want you to know that you're your partnership with this king to serve his family. Thank you. Because none of us deserve the grace that God has given to us, not just through his son, Jesus Christ, but in the person of many of you who are sitting here today, you've been a reflection of his grace. I'm closing today with this. Fathers were called to serve, not tyrants, but servant leaders as a king. A king needs to know his place. His place is to make sure his bride always has a place beside him. His throne in the home is a place of central worship, joy, celebration, laughter, engagement of life. His throne is not elevated above. It's seated in the heart of the family. It's called to be a servant. In and through our pain, in and through our struggle, I've learned more about sonship that's taught me more about how to have this pillar called the king pillar in my heart. And every season of my life, it's added to the next component. I want to say to you, it's never too late. Gentlemen, write a message to your children and to your bride, the queen of your house. Someone once said, if mama ain't happy, nobody happy. The king should know that. And he should create happiness. Doesn't mean you placate, it means you minister to. When there's a brokenness, then you are patient. I am still learning how not to respond to the word, but look for where the word came from. And speak to that. So I'm asking that you would join me in being mighty men of God. And that we would get these four pillars in our heart. We're addressing the king pillar. We're looking at what that sounds like, looks like for us. And then we'll find the warrior and the mentor and the friend in its place as well. So this whole summer, we're just looking at that whole role May we as men build strong families that can build strong congregations, that can establish strong communities, an amazingly strong country. The best way to respond to people who attack you is not react,
0: but respond. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wermuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at kno.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.